Welcome to Think Wedding Business, the podcast where we interview leading wedding entrepreneurs and find out what makes them a success in the industry. With me, Howard Wing. And me, Adam Wing. Whether you're a florist or a photographer, cake maker, videographer, new to the industry or just looking for some inspiration, then this is the place to be. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in for an incredible night. The awesome Lucy Wright, international wedding planner. <laughs> what advice would you give to somebody who wants to set up a wedding planning business from scratch? Yes, Donald Trump did interrupt my room setup. What's your process in, okay. in picking suppliers that you've got confidence in for your for your couples? I would never recommend a supplier because. Hey, be sure you stick around because we're only getting warmed up. When she wakes up the next Stop day, she's in the carpet. In the fridge, she was murder me. <laughs> How are we doing guys? We are back today with another podcast with Think Wedding Business and we've got a very special guest today, someone me and Adam have known for quite a few years in the industry and that is the awesome Lucy Wright. Now Lucy Wright is a very well-renowned wedding planner, international wedding planner, <laughs> general good actor, and it's great to have her on the hey, podcast. Lucy. So thank Hi. you. How are you doing? Thanks for coming over. Thanks for having us in your home. We're at Lucy's house. Thanks oh, for. Firstly, what a great place this is. Oh. What do you think? <laughs> uh, how are you? Good, thank you. Slightly exhausted after weddings last week. A big wedding for three hundred guests. So just recovering. But um, I was still doing my emails whilst I was at that wedding, and then the next day, driving back down from Scotland with them. Um, doing my phone calls, catching up. So exhausted, but carrying Could on. I've just got into jet there, because this was not just an ordinary wedding. This was 300 people yeah. wedding <laughs> at, at Turnbury Place, at Donald yeah. Trump's gaff. Yeah. And you got to meet Donald Trump. So you're working in some high society circles, which is cool. Yeah, it was fabulous. It was great. Yes, Donald Trump did interrupt my room setup um, and sit on the wedding thrones and say how beautiful the wedding was. But um, mm-hmm. So it was quite exciting uh, to see him there. And, and yeah, the wedding was beautiful. It was lovely. Hard work, 300 people, manoeuvring them around different rooms. But we, we did it and they're all happy. And that was my aim. So True. He was my, definitely my favourite American president, whatever. Let's <laughs> not get into that. Get okay. on this podcast. Lucy Wright. Uh, wedding yeah. plan- is there any title you'd call yourself, or is it wedding planner for? Well, I am an international. I do go abroad. I do go into Europe for weddings. Um, I've done a few destination weddings now, so I suppose I am international. But I'm definitely um, Yorkshire and Cheshire now, um, kind of nice. based. So I do. Well, but I go wherever people want me but to go. But you are start to finish inquiry to after the yeah. way after the wedding 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 planner and obviously we've worked together a number yeah. of times over the years yeah. and uh, you're actually helping us with our wedding yeah. as well which is, <laughs> yeah. which um, is that is the nicest thing when suppliers come to me wanting me to help with their wedding it's the biggest which, compliment yeah, well, we met we compliment. met on ellie's ellie saxes yeah, who was yeah. the first guest on the podcast yeah, uh, a few ellie weeks ago um, yeah. And that's the first wedding we did together. Yeah. And which was, I mean, I, I was the same. I was like, oh my God, it's so nice to be chosen for this. Yeah. For this yeah. Wedding. Oh, yeah. Such um, a privilege. But yeah, wedding planner. So obviously, I mean, the one of the big kind of pieces of advice that I got early days and what every supplier in the industry always talks about is, ha, ah, I need to get in with wedding planners because that's the ticket to like high end weddings. And yeah. it's, I mean, it, it is a good inquiry, it's a, a way to to get bookings and it's it's part of your inquiry stream so obviously i want to ask you about how we as suppliers can work with with wedding planners but also just to learn about how you set up your business and 
how you got started and how you've built it to where it is now, which is like Donald Trump levels of success. Oh, there we God. go. Um, <laughs> I think we should re Yeah, right from the beginning. Well, your okay. website here, set because oh, I've done okay. my homework. Uh, I've got a little research. Oh, no, I've got a new website coming. <laughs> Sorry to time put you on the spot. To do it. But it, no, it's nice. It says Lucy Wright creates exceptional events by understanding your vision and pl- planning a perfect celebration. Hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, and as having worked with you, I know what like a key role you do play and all that. Yeah, um, but ha- like going back to start, how did you get started in, okay. in weddings and why and yeah? So it was um, just over twenty years ago I started, and I so um, when you were ten. <laughs> I know. <laughs> nice. I nice. was um, yeah. I was well. I uh, yeah. What it's over twenty years because I was. So basically, I worked for um, a very well-known pub chain, Pitch and Piano, and I went through their um, academy of... I started as a waitress um, in a cocktail bar. And um, I... Uh, see you along. And then um, I went through their academy, management academy, and then I paused that. I went travelling around the world, um, came back to Pitch and Piano, and then started the management process. And I decided... Um, so I decided then I'd move to London and working for Pitch and Piano. Now, within that company, they had um, like a, the general manager's kind of uh, annual party. And I thought, well, as the deputies and the assistants, um, where's our party? So I decided I, I kind of uh, went into the head office and said, right, I want to organise a party for all the other managers. Um, give me a budget, <laughs> a good one, and give me a bar, one of our bars that's closed uh, on a, I don't know, a Sunday night. Um, maybe, it was, I think it was in the city. Um, and then, so they gave me the budget and I made it a fun stress party. I organised everything, did all the invites, got all of, so it was about 80 of us there. Um, and that was the first party I organised. Uh, so <clears throat> I really nice. loved that. Uh, prior to that, I'd always organised, you know, if my mum and dad had dinner parties, I'd always be there writing the name cards and planning the table and the decor and stuff and sorting out menus and just things you do as maybe as a kid. But um, so I did the pitch and piano thing, <clears throat> moved back up north um, and had my fabulous daughter who's about to turn 21. And uh, then I worked for uh, another pub chain, but still kept in with the kind of wanting to do the wedding. So um, I then... Uh, moved to a hotel and uh, just obviously because I had a young child so trying to keep in with the events I uh, worked in the hotel during the week and then wrote to all the local um, stately homes around me one of them replied and then I worked there for the summer for free just got experience um, shadowing their wedding coordinator um, and you know they would say at eight o'clock oh you can go home now and I was like no I want to stay I want to see it right to the end I want to be the person that switches the generator off and the actual wedding coordinator from the venue left but I stayed as mm. the work experience girl and just wanted to see how the whole story and the day uh, unfolded and you know if there was any issues late at night what would happen um, <clears throat> so I did that for the whole summer and then those uh, two the coordinators at the venue happened to leave at the end of that summer. They offered me the job. I didn't even have to do an interview because I'd done it and I knew mm. it by doing about six or seven weddings that summer. Obviously, I was very nervous because, you know, they gave me a wedding at the end of the summer to run and it was, it. but I jumped in with both feet and, it, you know, um, 
started, I suppose, in a very hard place. It was a marquee wedding, having to organise it and over plan everything for all eventualities, having never done anything on that scale. But it was the best thing for me because I just went with it, did it. Um, and then uh, that I was there for 20 years at that venue. Um, wow. And wow. I've only, only just left. So, um <laughs> I think Howard's already made that joke, but I'm trying to do the maths. You don't seem old enough to do all that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, I'm, yeah, so I'm 42 <laughs> for all those watching. Um, I am 42. So, um, yeah, I did. so then I left that venue last year purely because I, 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 I was really hard decision to leave. Um, but I am too busy doing my own weddings uh, to, to be their venue coordinator. So... Um, that's so were you doing weddings for them and other people obviously at the same time, doing yeah. your own weddings and building yeah. that side up to eventually think, I can leave now? And, yeah. Yes. And so that, as late as last year, you were still yeah, with them. I could oh, have left okay. ages ago, but I loved it and it was so yeah. nice. And so I just liked being at that venue. So I, yeah, it was just last year because of various reasons I decided to You mentioned the venue. Leave. Can we mention the venue? Newby Hall, yeah. Oh, Newby Hall. Yeah. Oh, Newby Hall. Newby, where we were last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I only left last July. Um... And I mean, beautiful venue to yeah. get you started journey yeah. at. It was amazing. It, yeah, it was really lovely. Um, but however, alongside that, then I, I did start about six, seven years ago doing venue consultancy because I understood how newbie worked and kind of the because it's a family home. So making it work alongside being a family home and it, it only being open to the public certain months of the year. And there's lots of lots of difficulties within that venue and um, it made me open my eyes to other venues um that maybe want to become a wedding venue there may be a stately home or a mm, country house mm. or so i ended up i didn't really try to do it but i ended up going to help other venues become a wedding venue um by giving advice and so i had so needed that because I imagine if you've never done it before you've never done weddings but you've got this yeah. dream of having one and you found the perfect yeah. venue where do we start? You yeah. know, if that's and invaluable experience you've got, you can pass absolutely. on Absolutely. And, you know, Grantley Hall, um, I did go in as a consultant there and help them, advise them on different uh, ways they could run the weddings. Not only um, the staff, how, how they run the weddings, but, uh, you know, the actual building because it hadn't been built. And then there's another one near York. It, again, it was hard hat stage. It was a family home, converted it into a wedding venue. And it was things like the flow of the day, moving guests from one room to the other. How is that going to work if you've, you know, if you've got a door there? Because obviously they completely reconfigured the, the building. Mm-hmm. So it was going in with the advice because it, it's interesting for me, though, because the owners have their view on how things should be run. But they've maybe been a guest at a wedding one or two or three times, but they've never run a wedding and understand it from the other side from us the suppliers side um so that was all very exciting and i still do have venues that i work with um as a consultant and just make sure you know help them with their marketing business strategies um photo shoots um just we'll talk about the marketing strategies so how long were you at uh, newbie before you decided to start sort of marketing your own you know straight away how did that come about um so my own business started i think when when i was at newbie i did me did that summer um as work experience then the next summer i had um a few brides look around it wasn't newbie wasn't right for them but they loved me um and wanted me to help them with their weddings um whether i think it was maybe a marquee at home or something so I then went on to help them and that's how my business grew and then just from 
it wasn't so much friends, but people who knew that I worked in weddings asked me um, to help them with their wedding mm. elsewhere. So you set up your website. I'm now a solo wedding planner. Obviously, you got. I'm sure you got a team obviously behind you. Not really. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously you've suppliers, and so yeah. it all comes from you. Till, doesn't Tilly it? deserves a shout out. Yeah, Tilly definitely yeah, she, deserves a shout board, out. See, this is the thing. When yeah, yeah, I, I so I didn't set up a website straight away. It was just more people asking me, and obviously I was still from a business point of view. I was still earning money from newbie, um, so that was my income. Um, and then I I did my my own lease right events on the side. I actually had a night job as well. Um, because I then had my next child, uh, who four years later, and another one four years later. So I've had three children. How many weddings? I can't remember, but never missed a wedding. Uh, through maternity leave, what is that? Didn't, Dedication, didn't, that's what yeah, it is. It. Yeah. I can well believe it as well. Yeah. It, yeah. I know how hard you work. So. It was planning, you know, even, yeah. It sounds to me like, it, it, from what you've just described, it, it all just sort of fell into place. But I know there's obviously a different story. Yeah. So when you when you wanted to go out there and start right, I'm now gonna I really want to push yeah. this. How did you go about doing your marketing, your business strategy, networking? You know, just give me some insight of what brought those gigs to you, or was it pretty much being at the venue and finding clients, and then yeah. one thing led to another? And the venue definitely helped because I met a lot of suppliers in the first couple of years there, and that became my kind of network of people I did and didn't want to work with, and would would then. This is a question coming up soon for you, actually. Okay. But yeah, please carry on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I, I would meet suppliers there, and then think, oh yeah, they're great, and then obviously recommend them for my my own weddings, uh, Lucy Wright events weddings. Um, so, building up my network of people, um, I also organised um, when Papakata existed. We did um, the launch of the Sperry tents at Papakata. So, which um, is the, the marquee TP which company. Is the, yeah, yeah, the marquee TP company, which is unfortunately no longer. Mm-hmm. But when they had um, the Sperry's, which is a pole marquee, they launched them at Newbie and I helped with that. Um, and that, that relationship was because a lot of the brides at Newbie had um, booked Papakata. So I built up my relationship with them. And um, I think a lot of suppliers I met in the first couple of years um, really not giving myself a big head really liked working with me because I was very thorough and I made their job a lot easier mm. so therefore they recommended me and they would genuinely liked working with me because I'm not a difficult person to work with um, you know on the wedding day I, I look after the suppliers very much and uh, we're all one team so it was a kind of you know people I'd met in the first few years recommended me to someone or introduced me to another supplier I did go to um, obviously the Papakata did the networking event launch of the Sperry so I met a lot of people there I did go to some wedding fairs but my marketing was um I did a few magazine um editorials adverts um trying to think what else I did a wedding shows um definitely I did a few of those yeah just networking talking to yeah people. it sounds like network referrals recommendations yeah just how the wedding world works well, isn't I it love when you've how got a team of people they all re- you all recommend each other and it just keeps the yeah. wheels turning, what you said at the start about doing that party at your old job yeah. loving that and then actively going and seeking out stately homes and saying look I want to I want this is what I want to do yeah I want to do part events and weddings mm. and and then getting that message back from newbie i presume yeah, yeah. it was only newbie who wrote back. Um, but but <laughs> yeah like the fact that you actively went out and 
reached yeah. out to all these places and it paid off and yeah. then same same process then from going from doing all the weddings at newbie to, to wanting to start your own company you were then just reaching yeah. out to to these places and networking with all suppliers. yeah and i think that's and it, it just grows it? from there i mean i i get a lot of people um email me a lot of um people who've done event management at uni and that's brilliant that's great but i i when when they do reach out to me i if I'm really honest, I scan through their CVs, um, and if I if I'm looking for someone to help me over the summer or something, um, I will get back to them. Um, and but it's all about their personality. So mm. it's you know they could go through because I don't have any degree in event management. I'm just a very well organised person yeah. who's passionate about the job. So it's so, not necessarily yeah necessary to do that. No, Obvi- well obviously it's not. We know that, but hard yeah. work beats talent personality personal brand it does yeah. because and that's going back to Tilly my daughter helps me a lot of weddings she is phenomenal at she just she's very proactive reactive and she is probably the only person I can trust within my business because if I did employ someone else going back to it, it's just me I do have a team of event managers who I will bring in if I need to if I have two weddings in the same day which I try not to do um, yeah. but if I end up like that the second couple would always know before booking me that it wouldn't be me on the day, just to emphasise that. And then I bring in a team of people, but those people I do trust, they're not going to steal my ideas, steal my business kind of um, mm. model and kind of, um, you know, my my timelines and, and kind of copy me. Because So that's why I generally will bring someone in for work experience, but they have to have that go-to attitude, that kind of proactive, reactive, rather than just being perhaps someone has got a degree in something mm. but actually they don't know what they do they don't they don't have it's that it's all about that thing experience about isn't it and yeah. knowing how to anticipate stuff and and being a good people person we've talked about yeah. this all the time about we always be big on the person your relationships yeah. with your couple on the day and, and in a build-up as much as the service that you do itself. without a doubt it's, yeah. the service has got to be bang on point yeah people buy people don't they yeah. so it's Definitely. a happy with your service yeah then they're going to pick the person they get on with the most. If they do a similar service, yeah. they're going to pick the people they like the most, they have a yeah, laugh with, they're friendly yeah. with. And, exactly. and that's what do you find done for years. Isn't that it? being that one-man band-ish, I know you've got Tilly and other yeah, people, but, um, versus someone that does a, a big team and does loads of events on the same day. Yeah. Because I know you pour everything in, you're always there, start to finish on every single one, and it is just you. Yeah. Do you find that is... Uh, I would. I mean, I would say that's like your superpower, but because you, you you can personalize it so much yeah. and, with the couple, do you find that helps attract couples and people yeah. like like that about you and gravitate towards that? I think it helps with. It definitely helps. Uh, well, it doesn't help with growing and expanding my business, but I've never done it to want to be this person who does 100 weddings a year and has a team and you know some of the London wedding planners they you very rarely get to meet the actual person behind the business Mm -hmm. um and I I don't feel as though it should be like that I'd rather limit it to a set number of weddings a year um and and they'll always have me so even I have a wedding next year where they I'm not there on the day the couple know that they knew that before booking me and I've booked in one of my planners um but I will do all of that planning. They will only liaise with me and there'll be um, handovers to that planner, um, the person on the day in the weeks leading up to it. So I don't want to have a huge team of people. Um, I'd rather, 
keep it's just me and keep it small. You lose that personal touch, don't you? Yeah. And that's what people buy into. Yeah. They like say they like you. Yeah. um, And at the end of the day, it's Lucy Wright events, not and team. (laughs) So exactly. So you book Lucy Wright, expect Lucy Wright. It's the same with Adam and Howard, and yeah. Like if if, If nobody else could do what I do, if John Smith turned up and to (laughs) film for me, they'd be like, "Where's Adam? Yeah, yeah." Yeah. When we see that a lot, though, don't we? Sometimes when they book somebody else and a different guy turns up, and it's like, "Who are you?" Yeah, (laughs) and it's not right. You see, that's what on my timelines. I always have all the names names of all the suppliers and their phone numbers and maybe not you know it might be more like I don't know the musicians if you go through an agent yeah it's not the agent there on the day I want the name of the, the actual DJ yeah. the actual musician yes. the actual photo booth guy exactly. as someone who values that yourself in your own business does that affect how you choose, like how you recommend suppliers we'll get on to all that side of things but do, how I, how I would choose suppliers. Like, you know, well, if, maybe if, we could ask the question now, then, couldn't we? If, if for, for suppliers that you're recommending, is that something that you would look gravitate to as well? Like that they've not come through an agency and they are, and they're going to have down. contact with the couple directors. Yeah. So as a planner, it's really really important to me that, and how I work slightly differently to planners I have met is that. I don't step in the way of the relationship between, as you guys know, between the couples, because that is so important. So I do know planners where they deal with all the contracts, all the bookings, the payments, the couples very rarely meet any of the suppliers. So videographer, you know, arrives on the day and the couple kind of don't even know what you look like and go, who are you? And you could be anybody. And it's massively important to have a relationship for the suppliers with the couple. It's so um, much harder to build that rapport. Yeah. Because when I've done weddings where we've not been able to meet before and even if we've just spoken on the phone and we've yeah, just not had that chance, it makes yeah. such a difference if I have met them. Yeah. Because when you turn up, they know what you look yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. it's just, oh, and we're seeing Adam laugh. again. It's like we're not meeting yeah. for the first time. Yeah. And it's so, it, it helps relaxed, with that. Doesn't it? Especially yeah. for photo and video. Yeah. And that, just for me, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I've met my couple, we've gained the rapport. I mean, they come to my house, they meet the yeah. wife, they meet the kids, and yeah. we chat and we keep it a really friendly, you know, nothing corporate about it. I'm not there, yeah. we don't, I don't sell what I do. We just have a chat with them. And by yeah. the day the wedding comes, yeah. They're like your friends yeah, with exactly. them, you know, and it's such well, a nice experience for them, but also for me as well. Yeah. It's really appreciated to, you know, working th- through yourself as a planner to know that I can still have that relationship with my couples. Because if yeah. I wasn't with a planner, I'd be doing that myself yeah, with all exactly. my couples anyway. Yeah. I, I um, had this so a, a nice few years to... ago with a planner who contacted me and she said, this couple's interested in booking you. I said, oh, great. If, if some of the details are getting touched, no, no, you have to go through me. Yeah. I didn't, I just didn't, I don't want to do it. So yeah. Get someone else. Yeah, and so that's one thing I say when I do, when couples book me, I do a kind of two-hour meeting with them and we go through all their wishes, their wants, their dislikes, their hates, their family politics, everything. Just throw it all into the meeting. And then I write up my notes and then I will recommend suppliers I think suit um, the style of wedding, their personalities, the budget, where it is, the location. Um, and then I say, right, and send them the document. And then they look at the who I've suggested and go, yeah, okay, perfect. We want to meet that person. Their website looks great. Get us a quote, get the quote. And then I always arrange a Zoom call. Now that Zoom call, I say to the couple, I will ask questions. I know the answers already. Mm. Even if even if it's a supplier I don't know, I know the answers because I kind of, you know, how long are you there for? When are you arriving? Yeah, what do you need? Stuff. Standard stuff. But I'm asking them so the but couple for their benefit, to hear. Yeah. Absolutely. And I said, look, I'm just making notes. I'm asking those questions so you can hear because you might be rabbits in a headlight going, oh, I don't know 
I don't know what to ask. So I'm there making notes and, you know, initiating the conversation. So you get to know that supplier just on a quick zoom. And if you like them, then I always say, if you can, if you get a good vibe from them, do go meet them. Um, so like going to meet Adam. Yeah. And I say, if you can sit in a pub for an hour with that supplier and talk about anything other than the wedding, just having a laugh, they're the right person for you. So yes, they're good at their job, but it's it that's only half the thing mm. for me as a supplier. It's about the couple getting on with them. And that then you can see it on the wedding day that all the suppliers are having a great time. Mm. The couple are because they're trusting who, who I've recommended or who they've booked. Um, and we're all working as a team. So yeah, definitely can't get in the way of the supplier yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're trusting that you've given them people with quality yeah. work. So then it's yeah. just about, and, and for, for me, if I've got a couple that I'm meeting that have come from you, yeah. I know that I don't really need to worry about selling my services much because yeah. they're going to trust your recommendation. Yeah. And it's more about getting them to, you know, whether we fit together. As, yeah. And yeah. Where we I say to all my couples when they come to the house, if they've not picked a photographer, for instance, or a videographer, I say, look, find three or four people that you really like the work of. Yeah. And then meet them and yeah. just book the one you get on with the most. Because they're with you all day. You're going to yeah. be relaxing their company. Yeah. The photographer's going to be there in the morning when you're getting dressed. And yeah. Yeah. I've heard many <laughs> stories where the bride's been totally naked and been that comfortable in the yeah. photographer's presence because they've had that history, you know, going back and they built that rapport. Yeah. I'm not going to say names. I always felt very mad about I don't I, know. I, I'm sure that's has it happened to you. It has happened to you. He's got a red look at <laughs> his face. For those who are listening on the. Uh, on Spotify, Adam is now going red. I can adjust the white balance. No, no, no. Uh, so yeah, Lucy. So we've gained a little bit of insight of how you got your first bookings, how you started off. You had the, your articles. You went into wedding shows, referrals, recommendations, and you've been killing it ever since <laughs> to the present day. So what the, what do you do now to keep that steady stream of income? Sorry, not income. Inquiries coming in and income. And income. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, we go hand in hand, don't yeah. we? Um, um, or is it? Still working the referrals? Or anything specific that you maybe actively do on a weekly basis? Whether I need to do that? Is it social media? Is it mm. keeping posting? Or what? What well, keeps them coming in now? Social media. So I have employed so, social media. I'm always going to say expert Tilly, my daughter, because again, <laughs> she's a legend, she's a, she is a legend. She, she she'll should know be it here inside and out because she is her. You know, twenty one. Um, she is expert on it, and she won't let me post things. She gets need annoyed. We need, I know. thought we need her advice. We need to be Tilly. Yeah, we. She's great because she looks at all the algorithms and. And, you know, she said to me the day, well, you reached 500 new people. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Um, I do, I love the social media thing, so, but I don't understand it and I don't have time to do it and mm. to make it look nice. So Tilly is in charge of that. Um, so, but other things, it generally is word of mouth now, which is great. The one thing I do do, I suppose, is keep up with the suppliers in the industry. Not, I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't ring them and say, have you got any work for me? I just keep up with them and chat to them. And you know, I was chatting to a lovely singer the other day and we were just chatting about think, bouncing ideas off each other, what we can do to kind of, um, you know, help each other out with, you know, weddings or events and that need a singer or need an organiser. And um, just keeping those relationships going, I suppose. But so it generally is word of mouth now. And I've done a lot of, say, sibling weddings, um, uh, maybe it's cousins that get married yeah. or people in the same area or a lot of um, suppliers like marquee companies will recommend me. And it, because I've been 
doing it for so long, a lot of those suppliers recommend me because I make their life a lot easier <laughs> by doing what I do. Um, you know, organising the couples and cutting down the couples' um, kind of questions. Say, for example, the marquee company. Um, so I'm meeting a couple later today and uh, I did a site visit and I went through all their kind of wishes, wants, all of that. Um, right, what, what what marquee do you want? A pole marquee, a frame marquee, a teepee, a year, a big top. What is it you want? What do you like the look of? I knew what I thought would work best in the site. Um, it's an at-home wedding. Um, and then we went down, I then got the quotes for frame marquees, pole marquees, but I actually drew a plan out. So, and then when I went to the marquee companies, I wrote a list of everything we needed. Quote for this. This is where it's going. Here's the Google map. Here's the what three words, location. Um, so they had all that information. Mm. They didn't need to ask the couple anything. And they came back with two uh, comparative quotes, but one for a frame, one for a pole marquee. I sent them to my couple. They decided which one they wanted to go with. And the marquee companies are just booked in. Well, the one marquee is booked in now. And everything is nailed on that quote because I've cut out all that work of the supplier, the marquee company, going back and forth with the couple saying, mm. well, we can have this, you can have this. Because I know yeah. what you can have so and what you can't have. Of course they're going to recommend you because it makes yeah. their life easier. So therefore, now that, long story short, but the marquee company, I had to go with a kind of partner. They're going to want to work with you every time, aren't they? Yeah, just well, take I'd, all that yeah, stress away and, from and them. And, you know, it's easy for them. It was all done for them. So... But that marquee company is a partner of, of Will's Marquees, who I absolutely love and work with all the time. Um, but because they're over here in Cheshire, um, it's, a, it's a company I've not worked with, but I know the product because mm. it's a, under the Will's kind of umbrella. Um, so I will meet with them, chat with them, as I already have on the phone, and just discuss everything. And the couple, all they have to do is enjoy making the lovely decisions. They don't have to think about all the logistics, the practical side, kind of... That's the stressful side, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think the takeaway from, from how Lucy's answered that is make it so easy for the suppliers to recommend you. Yeah. yeah. They're not yeah. going to recommend anybody else because yeah. it takes so much of their headache yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. And you're lovely to work you're with. And you're great personality. You're making but, yourself but, like indispensable, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, just just make it so easy for them to want to recommend yeah. you. Well, you well, know. I did do a few years ago when I started. Um, again, probably a few years into starting. Sorry, um, I did actually go and build a marquee. I went because I wanted to understand. So my job as a as a, a wedding planner is to collate everyone. So Howard, the MC, with Adam, the videographer, and whoever for the photographer the caterers I need to understand their timings logistics their needs for the day so actually and the marquee company you know what what do they have to work with obviously weather situation for a marquee and um so when I talk to the couple and say well actually you know where's the sun setting over there okay we don't have window walls there because it's shining in I understand all of the kind of um pitfalls I suppose with with each supplier's kind of um, mm. how they work on the day. Because I went and shadowed a photographer. I went and um, built a marquee. So I understand um, how that works and what if there's an issue, how do I fix it? So worked with the generators to understand slightly how how to fix them. <laughs> My husband might disagree on that. But, Take um, a screwdriver with you. Every I have a you toolbox. Go, so. Toolbox, toolbox yeah, yeah. with the uh, So you've, yeah, you've shadowed screwdriver and, and, and experienced every single... Tit tape. Yeah, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> she did say tit tape. Yeah, yes. but you know, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's important. You, everything, and a hammer, everything's useful. 
Um, My last wedding, there's a woman actually espressing on the day. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and she was in the just, love train with the thing brilliant. a pump so on her good. baby. See, women are good at multitasking. That's, That's why. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, um, so, what, no, I was going to say, you actually went and you've studied and shadowed every yeah. side from yeah. every point of view of yeah. a wedding supplier. So, yeah, so I've done... Um, Oh, I haven't done videography. Not yet. You're welcome to come anytime. So I did, when I did photography, I was there holding the, you know, reflector yeah. things. Um, I didn't grant to do the whole wedding. I probably did about seven, eight hours. And I was walking around with a, a wedding that wasn't mine, obviously. And I was just their assistant. So anything mm. they needed. And I was just wanted to understand it from their point of view. So, you know, setting up a, for example, when couples say to me, oh, we want to find a photographer who can, you know, we've seen these pictures, they're photo shoot pictures. And I'm like, oh, great. Um, that took probably six hours to set up, yeah. frame that picture, have everything in it. It's unrealistic. You're not going to get that on your wedding day. So I kind of set the expectations of the couple before they even meet or talk to a photographer, a videographer, because I understand how long it takes just mm. to take one group photo because I helped organise it and it was painful. Um, and then the caterers, obviously, I... Well, I was a waitress when I started, but in my wedding planning years, I've been a waitress for many of the caterers um, that I work with. And, you know, a lot of the times on weddings, I'm behind the scenes in the kitchen, not just eating the food, but um, plating up food, helping, washing up, whatever. So I understand what they need from the day. So, yeah, every category. Florists, I went and set up a wedding with um It's just, it's just brilliant that you do that. Yeah. That you, you've got, then you've got that level of experience of yeah. all of it. Every supplier. Well, when I'm writing that timeline, my timelines, as you guys know, are quite long. Um, I need to understand how long they need to set up. And, and so that, yeah, all of that information from each supplier, which ultimately, yes, makes the supplier's life easier. I've not done that consciously either to kind of think, well, that'll help me get weddings from suppliers. I've just done it because that's what I mm. felt needed to be but done. But it does, though. Does it, it goes back to yeah. what you said before about you, you net, your networking and that's been really like beneficial to your business yeah. but it's not that you go to that supplier and say, hi, have you got any work from me? Yeah. It's, yeah. We talked about this on the last episode. You're just friends with these people yeah. and you're just catching up and yeah. it just so happens and you just do every, yeah. you do all these things that just so happen to then yeah. bring your work in. It and is. And it's just got yeah, that kind you of can't. organic create that can you it's just, but it is that wedding industry where it's Andy Murphy vibe isn't it and yeah that's how we social and just catching up networking and, and it's so putting important. you like I know when I chat to Andy um a few years ago um a few so you chat to him more than a few years ago but when I've chatted he's fresh in my mind then so when I'm chatting to clients I'm like oh DJ amazing Andy you yeah. know it's that just mm-hmm. keep chatting to people and then to me as the supplier they're fresh in my mind I'm more likely to to recommend them for people coming up um i do have my little book of suppliers um that i go and refer to because i as i'm getting older i forget people <laughs> I forget like who was that who were but i've got everyone my name's on. adam <laughs> <laughs> i do forget Video. who was that amazing person who did this but equally i'll meet new suppliers and think yeah they were lovely like last yeah. weekend i hadn't worked with all the suppliers and they were brilliant and not great. Well, yeah, I've got I'm going to come now. on to that in a minute. But I just want to finish this section off. Um, just want to go back to the social media side of things. Obviously, mm. it's, the, it's free advertising and it's, a, yeah. it's, it's brilliant. Do you which, get a lot from that? Which is what, what I was going to ask. I, it wasn't really, it wasn't that big when I was first starting mm. off. So my, again, was networking and going to venues and seeking yeah. out my, my work. 
But social media for you now, do you get anything direct from social media where they don't they, they, they don't know you? So Tilly's worked to magic, he's yeah. reached these no founder people. One of them might come to you. They don't know you, but it's come direct from social media. Yeah, about 80% of my bookings come from Instagram. So oh, um, there you go. Instagram, there's a few um, like Hitched Bride Book, a few on there. I, I've just advertised on the free basis um, and I've had a few weddings from that. And are these people that don't know you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you've got all the referrals, you've got all the networking, you've got all those people recommending it, and you've got 8% of your bookings as well coming in through Instagram. All that word of mouth stuff. Just to show how powerful it is. All that word of mouth stuff, that's like 20% and the rest is Instagram. Yeah. Wow. Well, when I say that, the inquiry comes through Instagram, Ah. so they may have then been recommended me through somebody. Combination of it all couple usually the bride has gone on to instagram seen my stuff and then messaged that me that makes sense that's so that right. makes more sense yeah. now yeah the similar things happen with contact me. isn't it and people are yeah. using that as a point of contact yeah. more so than the website now yeah but isn't oh. that good though because they, they might get to see everything you. as well yeah. don't they go yeah. to see all your profile website, and your amazing weddings. my website like i said you don't look at it because it i have got a new website i just haven't finished off putting in you know all the extra testimonials and stuff it's been sitting for two years but I don't, and I do want to do it because it's sitting there. It's waiting. a sign of a busy, busy but, person, that, don't yeah, I? Yeah, <laughs> I don't have time. So, but the fact, I, I, I don't want to say I don't need to because that is your shop window, isn't it? You, you have to have a website. Me as a planner, I know we're coming on to suppliers. If I'm searching for suppliers, um, maybe new suppliers to me, obviously, looking for their website, if they don't have a website, I don't even bother looking. I won't contact them. They've got to have a website. For, to me that's good to um, know so yeah. even if it's a shop window red floral aside get your web- website sorted <laughs> I just have to say um, <laughs> because when I'm doing that consultancy sheet of the wishes wants dislikes loves family politics when I send it back with all the information if um, I send the links to every supplier's website and I will have checked if they're available um, if there isn't a website uh, I can't put the link in so it's annoying. Apart from Red Floral. What if, they, what if they've got an Instagram profile instead? <h, yeah, but I like to do the email. Yeah. You would have a way. If you're a professional they wedding would, person, yeah. They'd have, have a link on their website to their you, social media. It? Yeah, it's so, making it harder for you. Yeah, so. it does. Um, why, why not? Yeah, them? if I have to really make an eff- more, a massive effort to find them and talk to them, rather than just give mm. the clients the website, then I probably would rule them out. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to come on to that well, in a minute, but I think just to finish off this section. Now, I've lost count of how many of my ex-brides have said they want to become a wedding planner. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, now I've you must have had the gonna, same. I'm going to start a wedding planning business. Yeah, yeah I, I bet Jade wants to do it after your wedding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but and, and honestly, and it's like when me and Sam got married at the end of our wedding. She planned everything so well. I thought you could be a wedding planner because you yeah. did it so well. But we, I get it all the time, and I get yeah. lots of brides contacted me and said, I'm going to set up a wedding planner business. Can you give me some advice? Yeah. So what advice would you give to somebody who wants to set up a wedding planning business from scratch? Um, well, I would go out there and work in the industry for free. Don't go and do what I did. Go and do work experience. Go and um, go. And it's you could try and shadow another wedding planner, but sometimes it's it's quite hard, I suppose. Like I said, I get inundated people wanting to do work experience with me and I'm trying to whittle through to find somebody who I could trust and know they'd work with I'd have 
it, it's hard because I wouldn't want them to be here for the day-to-day kind of paperwork. It's, that's boring and there's not much for them to do because I'm a bit OCD and I have to do it all myself. Um, so I'd say go to venues, go and try and do some work experience. You know, there's or caterers, go and work within the industry in different ways. So go and waitress at a wedding, go and see if you can do front of house, go and work mm. at a hotel and just say, look, I'm offering free work. I just want to shadow mm. your coordinator. Although venue coordinators aren't always there on the day, so choosing the right place where you get that venue coordinator or go and, you know, um, I don't know, marquee companies, see if you can shadow them and understand the industry because jumping in two feet to say, I'm a wedding planner, let me find a wedding to plan, isn't what it's about. You need to understand the other suppliers and how the industry works and how, how you create that wedding with all those suppliers so first get the information and the kind of know-how and work the long hours don't finish at eight o'clock like a lot of wedding planners do finish at 2 a.m like me <laughs> switching the generator well, honestly off. that is really just that's just the best advice i it mean it does make a difference though doesn't it i think like your bride and groom it, when you're there at the end of the night they're going to yeah. remember that yeah, so much course, more yeah. but yeah. i like the fact that i mean that's what probably what I do I'd, I'd contact hotels probably in the areas where i'd like yeah. to get established and yeah. go and tell them I'm, I'd like to become a wedding planner. I'm starting from fresh. I'd love to gain some experience. Can I come and work at your venue for free on the weekends? Yeah. You know, yeah. And um, how many people are going to say yes to that? Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, well, but you're getting so much valuable insight and experience working on the job. Yeah. And a, a lot of people probably just think, oh, they need to get a website and need to meet a few suppliers and put a wedding together. Yeah. You've got to know it from the inside out, haven't you? Exactly, because I think it's one of those things. It looks beautiful you know and like you look on wedding planners instagram i mean i try to make my instagram account quite real it's got a lot of behind the scenes i'm going to show a lot more of the tough times where you know i was up till um 11 o'clock last night just finishing emails i guarantee tonight i won't go to bed before 1am to just get stuff done and i want to show a lot of that because there's a lot of wedding planners web well websites obviously but instagram social media it shows all the polished, beautiful, you know, the professional wedding photographs uh, all there. And I think that's great. But the real side of wedding mm. planning um, is about, you know, the hard work and the long hours and the, um, you know, juggling life and wedding planning. So, or just a job really. But you need to, as a wed- if someone wanting to be a wedding, you need to immerse themselves in the in the job and come out, come out of it and then say that you love it and you still want to do it. Rather than well, starting ready to go, right, come on, someone give me the work. I think people might think it's a glamorous world and there's not it's much not, work, yeah. but it is a yeah. hell of a job. It's really, really, mm. really hard, especially when you think, as the planner, you are not only looking after um, and managing the couple and their expectations, but all those suppliers, the pressure that's on the planner um, to, to get everything right and especially when I've recommended the suppliers for that supplier to then do their job right and not mess up yeah. is an enormous amount of pressure um, so it's re- I mean I always go and say I don't get stressed but it is a really highly stressful job there isn't much glamour to it really how many so hours I was thinking about the pressure there because I, I feel the pressure for me yeah. and my servant what I deliver yeah. every wedding the pressure's on always you know yeah. got to be as good as the last wedding yeah. got to do I've yeah. got to nail it that's yeah. just one part of the wedding and I'm yeah. worried about it, but yeah. you've got everybody else. else. So you you probably take that pressure on board for me yeah. and all the other suppliers as well. So yeah. I think, well, wow. I always constantly say, 
you know, there's a solution to everything. I've just got to work out what it is. And sometimes within about a minute, <laughs> work <laughs> it out and make sure it happens. And, um, you know, I, I did want to tell the story about, uh, I told the story what, years and years and years ago, I had a bride, very quickly story, didn't want to really get married in a big kind of glamorous way. She wanted to just have a small wedding. The groom wanted a big wedding, unusual, I know. But she was about to walk into the room. I had to pause her and say, we're just still seating people, just pause here for a minute. What actually happened was the pianist, electric keyboard, the fuse had gone. And so he was like, oh, is it the plug? Is it this? Is that? I don't know. So I, with my screwdriver in my toolbox and did the um, plug, took the fuse out, no spare fuses, had to get some kitchen foil from the kitchen, no uh, wrap the fuse, connect it, screw it back on, plug it in, boom, it worked. And I was like, I had about two and a half minutes to do that. That's only because my dad had taught me about, uh, re, you know, yeah, changing a fuse. Just make a connection again, that's Just make a connection again. Although he can't remember that story, but he can't remember telling me about the plugs. But, so um, did you have to crack the fuse yeah, you have to in the middle, crack it, and where, where it split, you yeah, just connect it with some, with foil. some foil. That is dedication. Had to make it, it work. And I was like, I don't. I knew if the bride knew there was an issue, she'd have bolted and gone because she did not want this big wedding with 150 people. You have to hide it. everything, don't yeah. you? With any problems. And yeah. it was like, so I was like, you know, as they always say, you know, swan on the outside and inside, I was just yeah. flapping, going panicking, sweating, <laughs> and I was like, oh god, I've got to make this work. Um, so <clears throat> it's that it's it kind of all that pressure. F- you know, it's actually amazing that the wedding the weddings do turn out all okay because there is so much pressure for any wedding planner to get everything nailed and why sorted. Why would anybody want to how do it? Why would anyone yeah. want to be? How many hours it? goes into like one wedding? From your point of view. Well, you used to say about two hundred and fifty, but it's way more than that because I, as a planner, don't limit it. I don't say, right, you get two Zoom calls, two site visits. Yeah. You kind of get everything we need to get it done. So, And how many be, to do a year? Um, well, it, do you... my level of planning varies. So I do probably 10 to 15 full planning. And each one of those is probably between 300 and 500 hours. Yeah, it's crazy, um, isn't it? But it's on a rolling, you know, not a calendar year. So it's because I've just done of course. You know, a few this year. So then I've got a few more for next mm. year and it's constantly rolling. Um and then if someone books me for kind of on-the-day coordination, which my on-the-day coordination is not just rocking up on the day, I'd be as useful as a chocolate fire guard, um, I need to have more involvement because I need to know all the details. You're, so, still, you're still involved in that lead-up, aren't yeah. you, even then? So it's about 10 weeks before I get involved, having done a site visit already to wherever the venue is, hotel, marquee, whatever. Um, so, and that's probably... Do you think that's a good way to break into doing like because and I know a lot of venue like like you're saying get the experience at the venues yeah Um, Yeah. so like for a venue coordinator that wants to then branch out on their own they could start offering that first of all couldn't they like just on the day consultancy and then build from there definitely Um, I mean there's there are a few I've known that have done that Um, I've met some incredible venue coordinators who are so underappreciated at the venue yeah. but give so much more than mm, you yeah. know I'm really good at I'm this really and I'm being good. limited I've and met them yeah. yeah they've they're people I've kept in contact with and said you know what if I need somebody I'll shout you because you're really good um, and they may have left that venue and they've gone off and set up their own wedding planning business because they do have that experience in mm. the venue but I think it's a, you they've, they've then got to gain the experience of the different types of weddings so going from a venue where you know, if I walk into a venue 
like at Turnbury last week, there's a whole team of like 60 people there to help me. So whereas I'm doing stuff and they've all, you know, they're like, well, we've done that. And I was like, oh, okay. Because normally I do, you know, setting up the name cards, putting the table linen out and stuff. Well, they've done it because mm. that's their job to do that. Um, so uh, I then have time to do all the other bits that need doing um, in ensuring all the supplies in the right place, and etc. But uh, so it's very different being a venue coordinator and then say jumping to do a marquee wedding where you're literally given a field and you have to build the wedding from nothing to something and work out, you know, like we said, where the sun sets, where the cars park, where the suppliers enter and exit, uh, all of those logistics. So it's very different, but um, it is something they could learn, you know, just from doing mm. it. For anybody who's interested in becoming a wedding planner, mm. they need to have basic knowledge of how to wire a plug. Yeah. They, uh, they need to work until <laughs> the morning. Yeah. Uh, but de- dedication, mm. uh, being, being forthright, being that solutions person. Yeah. Getting the industry, sorry, getting in the industry and working and getting the knowledge from ground up, like waitressing and understanding everything about it. Yeah, Yeah. don't try and go in at the top and with a website and ready to go to wedding shows and say I'm a wedding planner. Go, because unfortunately I think couples will either not take you seriously because you've never done a wedding and suppliers won't either you need to have that experience at least for a year or so Mm. and then know that you passionately want to do it and then go into it with some experience cool so obviously um you've you've talked about like you we've talked about that pressure of like Mm. making sure that it all goes right and we you've got the pressure on your thing and i've got the pressure on my thing but your pressure is making sure that everything and every supplier works so you must have to have like ultimate trust in the suppliers this is a really important question for a lot of suppliers and they look they're going to want to know the answer to this aren't they well every supplier (laughs) wants to work with wedding planners because they think that's the ticket to the to the bigger weddings as i kind of said at the start is it is that a fair statement firstly um well i wouldn't say always to the bigger weddings um i think i mean i do small weddings too um and and you know not always half a million pound Mm. weddings some are not all but i think uh well yes getting getting to know your getting to know wedding planners i suppose or you know um getting your face or name in front of them maybe is the right way to put it um in a lovely way though because when i've had people that i don't know from joe blogs email me so i'm a photographer um i'd love to shoot some of the weddings you do your work's amazing and i think well you don't even follow me on instagram because i will then dig who at them out and see who are you where are you based how have you found me and I think, do you know what I prefer if someone sent me something perhaps in the post or they sent me a quick email and said, I know you'll be really busy, but this is can I I want to send you some stuff. In, I don't know what I don't know what they'd send, but something literature of theirs or something. So when I meet with my couples um, and have this uh, consultation meeting, I will, again, go back to the wishes, wants, dislikes, loves, mm. family politics, um, go through the suppliers. And I say, right, what do you want, say, from a videographer? What do you mean? Sometimes they say, well, I don't even want a videographer. And I chat to them and say, you know, think about this, think about that. Um, 
But when we're going through, say, the florist or the caterers, we will go through what they really want from the caterers, what kind of style of food, what kind of style of flowers and everything. And my job is basically matchmaking. I have in my mind who I think will suit them. So, for example, one florist, you know, the style of their work might not suit that couple. I would never recommend a supplier from because the supplier said, oh, I'll give you 100 quid if you recommended me. That's just not the way I work. I know that does happen in the industry, but I am a matchmaker. My reputation's worth more than that. So I would, um, you know, obviously know, knowing quite a few, say, florists, knowing that a florist can work, you know, with a budget of, say, five grand up to 100 grand, um, is finding the right supplier or florist that will suit that couple, the style of floristry, and also the team. So, you know, the wedding I did last week, it needed a big team of what, what was required, the transition from ceremony to dinner, not a one-man band florist or with her, you know, friend who's coming to help. Um, <clears throat> so it really is a matchmaking process. But equally, if I don't, say, have the right supplier for that couple and I've still got to search for them, I will go through that process of um, asking my supplier friends if, you know, if it was a videographer, Adam mm. was was booked. So who else do you recommend? And I do do that. Who is similar in style similar to same you? Sort of style, yeah. I had that recently with a photographer for a big 50th birthday party I'm doing down near London in a few weeks and the photographer couldn't do it. Um, so we ended up, we actually ended up with a photographer who's just photographed the BAFTAs. So I was like, oh, that's exciting. Um, who I've never worked with, but I rang him up and said, right, you've been recommended by someone I trust implicitly. Um, let's, you know, chat away, tell me about you. Um, and I looked at his website and everything, and I got the vibe from the phone call. He was great. He was going to really suit this vibe of party. So I, but it's a big risk because I've not worked with him. I've seen his work. Uh, he's been recommended, but I've not worked with him. I don't know how he works. I sent him through the timeline said, this is, and he was all very cool with it, like kind of in a lovely like, right, anything you need me to do to help? Do you want, do you want me to do this? Do you want me to do that? Um, I got the good vibe that he's going to work well with the rest of the suppliers, the client and me on the day. So that was a case where I couldn't have the supplier I'd suggested find someone else. Um, so what what is it that when you if you're speaking to him and you don't know him already what what is it that reassures you or what would put you off what could he have said that made you go oh no you're not right right so a supplier to me first and foremost it's not their day if it's a wedding it's the it's the couple's day it's about them be flexible um I generally don't work with people who give a set time and say well once this is done I'm I'm, I'm gone um <laughs> I've known that before yeah oh, yeah drives me insane. and you kind of think well we're all human timings I will keep the timings as close to what we agree they are on this timeline that I create but they do run over so if the first dance is 20 minutes late you know everything else is a knock-on effect just be willing to stay be willing to be flexible um you know i'm not writing this for me all the timings i'm writing it for the couple everything is about that couple on the day so um understanding their wants and needs on the day and adapting to that um is you know being a flexible person being um understanding being not demanding it's working with suppliers who yeah are Accommodating. I've, I've known at weddings before where the photographer said, I'm only booked till, we have to do the first dance at half eight because I'm only booked till half eight. Yeah. And I've, been, I've, I've known it before where the first dance has been at nine, they've gone home. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, 
What else yeah. should you do tonight? Yeah. Yeah. How where can are you, you going? Where, where are you going now? You know, you're here yeah. for the bride and groom for them. Yeah. And you've just gone home because yeah. you've not been paid. You, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just... And that's, that's what I've learned with the suppliers that I... And, and a lot of um, couples say, oh, were you only... Or suppliers also kind of feel that I just work with the same suppliers. No, it's not true. I, I recommend people who who um suit <laughs> pinching his biscuit <laughs> i work with suppliers who suit the couple and yes there might be repetition because i know the couple are going to be happy with that supplier so like adam and i've worked in a few weddings and people might say oh you only work with adam like i don't it's just they definitely suit your mm. style of work your personality um but I'm always open to new um, suppliers, definitely, because that's how I expand my network of, you know, fabulous suppliers. But it is a risk I take, so I will definitely kind of chat to them, almost like interview them, I suppose, before recommending yeah. them. Mm. Um, so that, that list that is ever-growing, yeah. how, how, like how many on each, um, each, t- category, each category, like how, how many are you kind of working with at any one time? Because if you've got to tailor yeah. that, the supplier to the couple there's so many different styles yeah must have you got a lot yeah well it yeah well on the big brand my big kind of supplier list my little um lucy wright wedding suppliers book um there's hundreds probably yeah. a thousand over a it's, thousand I, suppliers I think it's the right way to do it because like say you're matchmaking you're not just like yeah. i recommend this photographer all the time yeah because. well i've seen i mean i do it quite selfishly too because i've seen some wedding planners who use the same suppliers and think well you're that each wedding just looks the same you know it's the same florist the same photographer same caterer mm, and yeah. they all just look the same so i like that very like last week meeting some new photographers up in scotland and like they were brilliant to work with so lovely um and they'll definitely be on my list if if the right couple come along you know somewhere in the uk that would suit them and you know and don't forget when i get couples coming to me they might have a date like say for july next year it was super busy and uh, for weddings in general i might have to go through three or four five six uh, photographers or videographers to get someone who's available yeah. so i have to have an extensive list and not only is that three four five six supplies but in the right category for the right budget so I have to know a lot of suppliers. I think the wedding you did up in Turnbury last week, when they were sort of specifying the suppliers needed to be from that area. Yeah. That must have been quite a challenge, I imagine, for you. It was, um, because they wanted all Scottish suppliers. And I was like, well, if you want this and this, you're going to have to expand the search. You can't, you know, I didn't know enough Scottish suppliers to, you know, to kind of trust them or know they were the right ones. So we got... The photographers, I think, well, the photographers are the only ones, actually, in the end. Um, but that was the bride just trying to keep the mileage and costs down for travel. But actually, when she wanted various different things, she knew we had to expand. Yeah. Okay, so I, I know we touched on it slightly before, but if suppliers, video or photographers want to start working with planners, mm. what what advice would you give to them as, as their approach to contacting and approaching wedding planners to try and get on their books if you like what would you say to them well do you know the, having just thought about the question again um one thing i always suggest to any supplier is if they can do uh so i will speak for myself as a wedding planner saying this because maybe they don't all think like this i love a free day out so if someone like adam said right i need to work with more planners try and book 
like a day and do a lunch or something and book like 10, 15 amazing planners from all over the UK on a, a supplier, a wedding planner kind of day out with lunch and get a few other, um, you know, photographers or a few other suppliers involved and put yourselves in front of them. So I'm saying a free day out, like whenever I go to venues, particular venues, um, I may have visited on a wedding retreat. It's fresh in my mind. I rave about it. I remember going off to Belfast once to a venue, which I've never done a wedding at. I never had. I never have since. But I've told so many people about it because I went and experienced it for a whole weekend and loved it. And when I've done, um, you know, gone to catering kind of open days, it's specifically about the catering, where the caterer talks about how they started as a business, like us chatting, um, try some food, um, tell us how your, how, you, how your process works with weddings. Mm. So... I would suggest, say, for like Adam, a videographer, a photographer, get together with a few of the suppliers, put something on, um, whether it's an afternoon tea or something, and invite those planners and talk about your business. Put yourselves in front of them, showcase yourselves. Because at a wedding show, suppliers do not have time to chat to each other so much, only on the kind of setup and derig, and then you're off because you want to get home and it's been a long day and you're so exhausted talking to the clients actually it's the supplier to supply you know you need to put yourself in front of planners um so invite 10 15 of them to somewhere lovely um put a few bits you know coffee and tea and a few other suppliers between planners no we don't well when i went on the wedding planners retreat recently it's lovely because there's definitely a a kind of sense of we don't quite share everything but but I met some fabulous planners. I think it's it's nice because you're you're in the same boat. You've got a lot yeah. in common. We moan yeah. about things and we it's, pass yeah. secrets and we. I don't pass all my secrets. I wonder um, though, doing that approach, if the planners might think, well, these guys are just getting us this, so we'll get work for them. Yeah, sense? but well, that's, that's I don't see yeah. it that I don't see it that way. I see it as well. I want to, maybe it's just me as a planner. I want to know. Okay, I want to meet them. I want to I want to you see how they work. I'm new to the industry. I'd love to start working with wedding planners. I'm actually doing a day for 10 wedding planners. We're going to go to the races. Me and some of my supplier friends would like to come along. It's totally free. Just so you can get to know us. We can get to know you and just have a day out. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I'd be more, as a planner, I'd be more interested in knowing how they work, where they've worked, you know, almost not so I can then pass it on to my clients. It's that whole thing of when, you know, I went round and I shadowed a photographer, a caterer, a florist. I want to know so that Adam says, right, well, this is how I work. This is the process. This is the editing. This is, you know, behind the scenes kind of stuff. And, you know, it possibly wouldn't be too long if it was just you. So it'd be a few other suppliers and it'd be make it more appealing to those planners to understand that process. And, you know, perhaps you do as a little kickback to them, you do a little bit of video um, on the day and that's part. They get something to put on their social media because... If I'm honest, my wedding, my days are spent here working paperwork. Um, so when I get the opportunity to go and do something that's quite exciting to put on my social media and give to Tilly to put on there, and she does what she does with it, that's great. I don't have weddings every weekend. So I don't have stuff to post all the time. So as a planner, going to something that has content for me to put on my social media, look what I'm doing today and I've met this amazing videographer, I've met this photographer, but actually I'm understanding the process of how their role on the wedding day works what they need from the planner is is really beneficial too 
It's a good yeah. point because it is. You do spend a lot of time just at home, don't you, on your yeah. own? So it's nice to be yeah. asked to these things. To go out. It's interesting because, yeah. like, yeah, I'd have assumed that doing something like that would be too try hard and almost like you're like sucking up too much. So you've got well, to count your business. So yeah, I interesting do. Interesting to hear. I do think some planners might see it that way, but I don't think then they're as open-minded as me because I'm like, great, well, let's do that. What I mean, about say as a videographer, if I was to run a workshop for other videographers teaching, you know, because we do, we've done those, uh, but then invited you to along to that because then you get the day out and then you're also getting to see yeah, how it works. How yeah, it work. that would, yeah but that it's beneficial to you to have more planners because that's the aim, isn't it? You're yeah. trying to put your face and, and business in front of the planners. So. Or like a florist that could set up a showcase day and invite a load of planners. Yeah, but well, you know, it was another business idea I had a few years ago was to do this was actually get a venue um, and bring in those kind of it was more of an exclusive kind of bridal retreat for a weekend um, and actually I did put it to Jules that we should you know a few years ago we would do it together so the brides and her mum or her entourage they come and stay somewhere lovely for the weekend and on the Saturday and the Sunday we bring in those suppliers so like Adam bringing you know you're not Yes, you're selling yourself, but you're also, and also maybe slightly justifying you, why you cost X, Y, and Z, because it's not just on the day. I always keep saying that couples need educating as to why things cost what they cost. And, you know, they say, well, videographer, well, that's an extortion amount of money because they only see you on the day. They don't see all the insurance for your equipment, the maintaining your equipment, buying new equipment, yeah. um, all the editing afterwards, all that work. So it was about educating the couples on why you would have this particular videographer and the, um, perhaps, and then you you know talking about you on the wedding day how you work and how you run. So, um, it, it, that that was suppliers putting them putting the supplier in front of um couples was an idea. But then I've always thought, well, why can't the suppliers put themselves in front of other suppliers slash wedding planners? Because I think wedding planners need educating sometimes on behind the scenes like I, I always say I people always say you must know everything about weddings 20 years on no because every wedding's different every couple's different every year is different all the trend, trends change weddings evolve so um, I think suppliers need to put themselves in front of planners and, and the best way is to invite them all as a group yeah. and yeah, showcase yourself do you ever watch like you know people that do like behind the scenes reels and yeah. stuff and yeah. just to see get an idea of the, like the real yeah. process of it. And that's what I love more than those, like I said, my Instagram is all kind of, you know, my photographs and stuff mostly and stories about behind the scenes rather than the polished kind of finished look because, yeah, that's great, but that's not how the wedding happened. You didn't see all the painful hours before up till two in the mm-hmm. morning putting out name cards or 10 million different favours on the tables or ironing tablecloths, yeah, 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 yeah. um, you know, stain removing from carpets or whatever, cleaning toilets. Think, is there anything more, maybe more direct that if people want to be chosen by wedding planners, mm. what would make you... How or would, anything more direct? Like, is, is there a wrong way to... Like, do you get people sucking up to you, like reaching out on socials and yeah, the well, way you go now, that's, social that, media. That puts you off. When when suppliers say, um, and this is just personally me, when they say, "Oh, if you recommend me, I'll give you a hundred quid or something," I just yeah. think, no, they're not. The, from, yeah, from they're that, not yeah. the people for me. Um, it doesn't work for me um, because I don't I don't want to work like that. Um, so that puts me off. But then. 
other direct things. Yeah, people, I mean, emailing me is the best way because um, just email me telling me who they are. Um, and and perhaps if they kind of say, well, I'm I'm coming up into the area, do you want to, you know, meet for coffee or something? That's yeah. fine. Not in the height of wedding mm-hmm. season, but in the low season, that's fine. Um, but yeah, just contacting uh, directly. Introduction. This is who I am. I'm, I'm yeah. in your area soon. You're yeah. coffee. But otherwise, Don't... you can look at my stuff on socials so yeah. here. If you've yeah. got anything that might slip in, this is my style. And yeah. It's good because, yeah. like I said, I haven't been put off doing that because I wouldn't want to come across like a suck up. But it's nice to hear that you would welcome it. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't always have time to answer people and and you know straight away and stuff. And but no, I just think, I mean, yeah, that's probably the easiest way to do it, isn't it? Mm. Um, I don't, I, I don't know because yeah. I don't do that to other suppliers, I suppose. So, I, but you know, just being direct. Well, as you must get people cut most of the time, or you know, quite a lot of the time, messaging you and like Adam said, sucking up or trying to get work yeah. through you. There's going to be some that you're going to read straight away and go, definitely don't like that one. Yeah. But I actually yeah. quite like that one. And what would the, what is the difference? Do you think? Um, I suppose, I don't know. It's hard to say without meeting them. So I'd probably. Is it the way they get in touch? Yeah. Like, yeah. Whether it's maybe. Yeah. Or whether they've gone to more effort of posting you something. No, because like equally a DM and and an email, as long as the email is not like five million pages that's fine because i i'll be honest i don't read long emails so a quick email saying you know um this is me this is what i do i'd love to work with you and and it sounds genuine i suppose not that you've just copied and pasted and sent that to millions of people make it more personal make it real video? yeah video would be great nice. I'd, I'd gold, gold that. envelope handwritten yeah that'd be nice that'd be lovely people yeah i love gold envelopes but a video it's you're so right because i'd watch that i'd watch a video more than i'd read I used to do it years ago when I was starting out. I used to send each individual inquiry a video. Oh, okay. Uh, put other pictures in it and have me chatting up. Just you on fast. camera saying hi. This yeah, they put well. with images and this is what I've yeah. done at this venue that yeah, you, right. you're getting married at. And that's, that's funny because as a videographer, you'd think that at least videography people would do that. But I yeah. find videographers but don't like to get, ever get worse than any type of supplier for yeah. doing Because most you know, like, don't shy away from being kind of introverts. Yeah. So I think, yeah, so a video, if you've got a, a, yeah. a, a tailored video presentation, if you, but not presentation, but just a quick hi. Yeah, you yeah. say, right, that would be nice because I would be more inclined to watch that and just tell me about who they are, I suppose. And then, and also, I'm very much a person, I remember, like, like I was saying, going on wedding retreats to places like to Belfast and then to Wales and so I remember those venues and they're fresh in my mind, even though it's years ago, because... I've experienced that and been there. So a video I'm more likely to remember, yeah. definitely. And you're like, oh, that guy sent me a video. I think yeah. perfect for that wedding. Yeah. yeah. And you can get a lot from their personality from a video than you can from an email, exactly. can't you? It's well worth doing as, yeah. as a supplier because whether planners are the tickets of the big weddings or not, yeah. it's still, it's another inquiry stream, isn't it? It's another place to, to get bookings from. Yeah. Knowing planners, like, you, you are very sought after. Yeah, well... I, I think everybody think thinks that, don't they? Yeah. And the, the key to the big, massive weddings are through the planners, because most of them huge, massive but weddings like will, you have said, a, will have a planner. Doesn't, it doesn't have to be a quarter of a million pound ones. You, you, you will yeah. pick the supplier knowing that they're the right fit the couple, yeah. that they meet the budget, that they're, yeah, they're everything, yeah. so... Yeah. Definitely, but I do feel as though, obviously being in the industry for quite a while, that 
it used there used to be a chronological order to couples. They'd go and find a venue, then it'd be a caterer, then you know, what order they're going. Um, and a planner would be one of the first. If they sought out to get a planner, obviously some people then discover they do need one and it's further down the line. But um there is no chronological order now as to how what order things come mm. in. So they don't always come to a planner first and then um, you know, look for the suppliers. So um I think for other suppliers, um, it's just networking in general, isn't it? You could you could find that actually the venues or the caterers or the marquee companies, they're the ones that, that recommend you for this, that and the other. Mm. And the supplier might come in the booking further down the line. You know, I get just as many on-the-day coordination bookings as I do full planning where I haven't had any involvement in the suppliers' um, bookings. Right. They've just discovered they need me nearer the time. So once once you know you're booked on a wedding, like you say, you might have been booked on after the, the suppliers themselves or some of yeah. the suppliers. But once you get to the wedding day, like I mean, we've worked together and I, and I know how easy it is to work with you. But that that kind of whole syncing up on the day, working together as a team and stuff. What what would you look for from a supplier on the day, and what would you make you think come away from that wedding going? Do you know what they were great? I want yeah. to work with them again. Um. Well. Referring to probably easier to because uh, I was just in the wedding last week. I'll keep going on about it. Um, I'd met um, Ricky and Ross, the photographers, and I'd never worked with them. I'd only spoken to them on the phone, and then they'd sent them my timeline. And well, one they both said, "Amazing, this is great, perfect. See you there, easy." And then on the day, they both came up, introduced themselves, and said, "You know, they actually said to me, anything you need, let me know." That's a big um, first thing, isn't it? Just yeah. saying hello. Making themselves known, not like, you know, I've, I've met some photographers uh, and I talk about, look about photographers, it's just because they're fresh in my mind, all these cameras around me, it's not, I'm not targeting them in a bad or good way. <laughs> DJs, yeah. cake makers, oh, such you know, divas oh, photographers, oh, they aren't are, they? They are, I could Gosh. name Wicked or name a few. But, um, <laughs> and, JD. <laughs> oh, I love him. <laughs> um, but they are... Um, uh, yeah, the suppliers, they can just, you know, we're all a team. So I don't like working with suppliers on the day that very much have their own agenda, take over. And, you know, my timeline, like I've said before, is written for the couple. The couple have approved it. We've The couple and myself have worked through it and, you know, done everything to make it run as smoothly as possible. So when I get a supplier come on the day, even though they've seen the timeline, so actually, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Can I? Uh, I'm going to. They don't ask me. You know, I am the kind of, uh, I suppose, the go-to person on the day. It's running it all. I'm that centerpiece of the jigsaw, fitting all the little pieces together. So, if one supplier goes off on a tangent and go, well, like the photographer <laughs> or the videographer, so I, I'm going to take the couple away for an hour. I'm like, oh no, you can't. You know, that wasn't on the agenda. The couple don't want that and. Because maybe they're doing it for their own personal mm. portfolio. Because it it's that incredible. Thing, doesn't yeah. It? Just work as a team. It's yeah. Not, it's not about you. It's a team effort, and again, we're doing this for the couple. So on the day, suppliers just need to kind of think. Right. Yes, I'm the one looking after everything, but that timeline was written for the couple by the couple and me. Stick to it. Um, you know, I will help them with anything. They can help me with anything. If they're nice and offer us stuff, you know, it's lovely. But ultimately, we're just a team working together. For goodness together. sake, 
sit in the green room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't sit in your room. If you're going to do your work, don't go in the green room, Don't sit where the room, guests man. are, yeah. The, 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 the tea up the question, right? Well, we're closing on. Listen, thanks so I'm much for your time. I'm nervous now. What was the last I, I, question? I've loved chatting with you, and I hope our <laughs> listeners and viewers are getting... <laughs> oh, I've got some good value from this. We're building this up. It's not that exciting. So... This is a question we're going to ask to every person on the podcast. We've already asked okay. Ellie. Okay. I've asked Adam. Adam's asked me. We're going to ask every every uh, every podcast guest. guest. Yeah. Okay. So, if you could swap trades with any other type of supplier in the wedding industry, mm. what would you do? Oh God. Um. Good question. Mm, I don't know because I'm a bit of a control freak. So. Um, You've already had a little hand in all of it. Well, I, yeah, I've done a bit of everything. Of yeah. I suppose. As a living, so I'm going I'm to yeah. change from being a wedding planner, and I'm going to. I want to do that in the wedding industry. Mm. Do you know? I'd love to have my own wedding venue that I uh, run. Yeah, that makes sense. But I would have it because I'm obviously having worked in lots of venues. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we do have a feel. We did talk about doing that. Yeah, yeah. So I'd love to have my own venue that it was a blank canvas where couples could come in and literally do as they wish, not, well, you have to have this, you have to have that, you have to be out by this time, you have to have that supplier. That a venue, name? Yeah, venue, I don't like venues where they, they, they t- sell themselves as a blank canvas, but actually they're not. Yeah. So you I suppose... Their yeah. type of wedding rather than the wedding you really want. Yeah. And I'd quite like to, yeah, do that so I can, and I don't mind working weekends and stuff, but just maybe have, you know, hand the planning maybe to another planner and mm. then I'm just there looking after the venue. That'd That's be really fine. Nice. Oh. We, we always follow the question up with, do you think you'd be successful at it and why? We don't need to ask that. Of course you would. Of course you would. Yeah, I'd be shit hot at it. It'd be great. So, <laughs> I think it's the why, isn't it? Why would you be successful? Though? We know why. Hmm. Oh, I want to um, know what everyone else said now for that. <laughs> Uh, well, well, so I, I would be a DJ, which I quickly, no. that was a naive answer because how uh, DJs I'm get gonna a lot of stick. I'm going to be a DJ. But I'm I, I love the idea of yeah. <laughs> wedding DJ is yeah. very different than doing it in a stadium of 2,000 people yeah. or in a massive nightclub. Yeah. Weddings is very different. Sometimes it's a thankless job. Yeah. You've got to deal with pissed on Hard work. I do think about the other other suppliers and they're thinking, yeah, I quite like I sometimes quite like to be in a bridal shop and just say well have a lovely wedding day bye well, i'll tell you what second. i don't think anyone after especially after listen to this it will be envious of your job no <laughs> but i do love it i do it still a love it breed. yeah, yeah no, it's i good. do well, it's been a really love insight it. into everything that goes Thank into you. it from the start there is one more so which this one? is a question from ellie and harry because oh. we said to them is there anything that you would ask our next guest oh, whoever okay. it may be they didn't know who it was right okay so they didn't know that we we're having you on oh. but um it was Harry that asked this. What's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you at a wedding? How did how did you recover? Or if you didn't, like, are you still in it? Oh God! Are you, are you still <laughs> living with the thing. embarrassment? Mm. I think he said. I think he said. How did you recover? Or are you still there? Are <laughs> <laughs> you still trying to yeah. having still sleepless nights about yeah. it? Oh my God! We've the most got embarrassing, embarrassing thing. Oh God, I can't think. See, I've got them, but I can't say it on the podcast. I've, I've got one that involves Lucy. Oh my God! Yeah, no wonder <laughs> you're laughing. She's recently newly married. Be careful. 
<laughs> well, that's not embarrassing for me. It was you can tell the story. Well, I split my Talking pants. about the toolbox. Did you, did you hang out, did it? I, split, I, I split my pants. I was wearing blue pants and I split them at Ellie and Harry's wedding. Yeah. Uh, and I had white boxes on. So and I, just I had only a big had grey gaffer tape. And a big gaping hole. And it was all the way from like front to back. Full. And Lucy. Did you take them up? Lucy yeah, she was, loved it. Lu- Lu- <laughs> Lucy Wright was gaffer taped me up. There's a picture somewhere. I'll, I'll so, put it on yeah, the video. Yeah, yeah, that was so funny. Yeah, well, that, that, yeah, that was one. embarrassing. We want to know what I Lucy don't know what mine was. was. Funnily enough, that's not my most embarrassing story. <laughs> it's, it's a funny I one. D- no, the thing is, though, the thing it did run so smoothly for the couples. There's definitely issues behind the scenes, but like I said, I solve them generally. Yeah. Um, Have you caught people doing well, this? Is, be doing? This is what oh, I've yeah. This is the point. Yeah. things with people maybe they shouldn't be doing them with yeah I do not an embarrassing story but not an I'm laughing but it wasn't that funny um, <clears throat> I did one wedding where we, the caterers had a lot of agency staff <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at this we had a lot of agency staff and one girl walked off into the gardens um, agency a waitress and she'd obviously necked a bottle of champagne and she came back and she was quite sozzled and obviously she, we couldn't allow her to work and we uh, she then slight, did slightly pass out. And so the only way we could... Obviously, we're all busy she, working and everything. She slightly passed out. <laughs> well, <laughs> she, she either did she, or she didn't. <laughs> well, I can't quite remember because the next thing I knew was I was asked to find her something to wrap her in to keep her warm because she'd either passed oh, out. Yeah, yeah. So the only thing I could find was carpet. some marquee carpet and I wrapped her up <laughs> like a sausage roll. Like she died. Like she was, she was just like this, in, yeah. like a sausage roll in the carpet in the back of the catering van. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, please remember she's there. See that we got <laughs> And then, um, and then obviously a few hours alive. later... Yeah, Imagine she when alive. she wakes up the next day and she's in a carpet. Like, in the oh, fridge. Someone's she tries to murder me. In the fridge van. <laughs> <laughs> like a corpse. So that it was not embarrassing, but I well, shouldn't laugh. I, I know from personal experience that any embarrassing stories that do happen at weddings, you're normally the solution to those mm. things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I try to be, yeah. Um, but there's been many things that's I'd imagine. That'll do. That's funny. That made me laugh. <laughs> I just love the idea of her waking up and being like, what's like, happened to me? Can you yeah. imagine being the staff and just getting trashed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was because they're agency. So now I don't work with agency staff. Every caterer I work with, I always say, if it's a new caterer to me, I'll say, no agency staff, please. Mm. Can't have them. Don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. If you want to work with Lucy ever again. Yeah. That's you can get drunk at my wedding if you want. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can we can we can we end on so Ellie and Harry add that question for whoever was next and you do we've got um, do we not do we disclose it now or do we just mention it at the end of the next podcast well I know who you've got next you've told me already have you got a question give us a question for Andy oh my god what should I say if he if he had his choice if he had the run of all the songs Mm. and the couple just said you choose what would he choose as the first dance first song dance. and the last song of the evening. Mm. Cool, nice. I like, I like that because I'm not well into music. Because so that'd be really that. hard if he had all Very the choices. Good. Is he a cheesy romantic guy or is he a Frank rock Sinatra guy? My or, yeah. My and then take that. <laughs> Never <laughs> forget where you're coming. <laughs> they did yeah. it on the coronation. Isn't it, isn't it a bit cliche well, though, but it, isn't it always great though at the end of the world? My way yeah, always works. I love so, it. Do you know, I had a um, Frank Sinatra My Way but mixed with um, with Biggie Notorious. 
Ah. And it was, it was, I, I, I don't know what the mix of it, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It was brilliant. It was, and it yeah. Because they had R&B all night, so it was a great way to do the, that cheesy yeah, end mix song. It but, yeah. but Biggie, it was great. People right, always forget the last song as well, don't they? Thanks, Lucy, for coming oh, you're on. Welcome. Thanks. Lucy, Thanks for thank you so me. much for the time. We really appreciate it. It's been great getting <laughs> insight into your world. Um, Lucy Wright Events, if anyone wants to look you up on Instagram online. On Instagram, it's Lucy W Events. Lucy Couldn't quite fit the writing. Uh, but yeah, website's just lucywrightevents.co.uk. You're going to be flooded with messages Aww. saying, George, would you like to come to my wedding planners yeah. thing that I'm arranging? <laughs> yeah. 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 But I think the main thing I want to put across is that people shouldn't think that wedding planners are unapproachable and you, you how do you get in and a chat, you know, get in to work with them? Mm. They should be open people that you can just, you know, I think Howard's idea of video is brilliant, but just approach yeah, them. That's great. Love um, and cool. I love working with new people. And anybody listening or watching, cool. um, we really appreciate you being here. Appreciate you being yeah, here. Thank listening. you. And we hope you've got some value from it. Um, as ever, you can find us on all the usual podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Music. I've got that. Blow all that up. sort of stuff. Or on, if you're watching <laughs> on YouTube, please leave us a comment, please. Um, something that you think is a, is a worthwhile question to ask some of our future, mm. future podcasters. Mm. So thanks so much for listening. We really hope that you found this episode insightful, inspirational. And if you did enjoy that, then please consider subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, we're Think Wedding Business. We're also on YouTube and Instagram. So if you want to watch us, you can go over to YouTube and find us at Think Wedding Business and the same over on Instagram to keep up with all of our future episodes. We'd really love you to subscribe and join us on this journey. And if you do like this content, please consider giving us a five-star review. It just helps us get seen and helps spread the word. So thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.